So bringing your attention to the present, composing, bringing together, stop the thinking process of remembering the past or planning the future, just that which is happening the way it is at this present moment. So it's not a matter of doing something for a result, but just uh, resting and relaxed attention, openness, receptivity. Seeing meditation is not doing something to get a result. You know, it's a more an attitude of resting, relaxing, opening. It's not something you know you do to get a result, but just in itself, as this present moment, opening to to the way it is. <clears throat> and then the establishes this uh, I've you know my own experience of because it is such a kind of goal oriented conditioning of the mind at least my mind is always doing something to get something to achieve something and meditation is is uh the opposite of that. It's not doing something to get something. So when we when we try to conceive of what are we trying to get from meditation, you know, what are we uh, trying to achieve or attain through meditation, then we then this puts us back into that goal oriented state of, you know, I've got to get something uh, in order to become enlightened, and that's uh, that's how the the thinking mind works. It's uh, it's all the thoughts themselves are limited to that, to to time, their conditions in time. So when we even read the scriptures, and we we read the scriptures with that with that mindset, with already the conditioning of the mind aimed at attaining and achieving, 
the progressive approach, you know, you do this first and then that second and then on and on like this. So you, the, the, uh, when we just read the scriptures from, uh, from our intellect, then we, we get this the same impression that we've got to do something to attain something attain enlightenment or achieve, get the jhanas or get insight. So it's very important to, to, uh, to they keep pointing out the limitation of, of thought. Thought itself is, is not to be trusted. It's, a, it's merely a function of the mind. And oftentimes our thinking process is conditioned out of ignorance, out of not understanding Dhamma, so that, that we naturally, you know, assume I am somebody who has to do something to become something else. So you, you do here in the, in a different approaches to meditation, different traditions and that have different ways of dealing with this. And the kind of goal-oriented ones, uh, I think we're quite used to that, you know, the idea of intensive meditation in order to, to conquer the defilements and realize the Dhamma is, is in a way, you know, understandable and even admirable in, in that formula. But in terms of practice, when, it, when the practice, the Bhattibhata, just trying to, to operate from, from a position, from an already, from an assumption, from an idea that we get from listening to others or reading the scripture, then we, we tend to not get behind our thoughts, but merely operate from ignorance. And if you start with ignorance and do not see through it, then <coughs> the result of your practice will be ignorance. Ignorance doesn't produce wisdom. <coughs> So in the Paticca Samuppada, the dependent origination, it starts out with a vicha bhajaya sankhara, and that is uh, ignorance conditions the sankharas, the conditioned realm. In this sense, the sankhara is, you know, it is the Pali word for condition, conditions or phenomena. or it affects phenomena, you know. So if we start out from avicca, then the sankharas, the thoughts, the emotions, the, the uh, sensory impingement is always interpreted from avicca, which affects consciousness, uh, vijnana, nama rupa salayatana, uh, pasavedana, and dunha, desire. So that's the whole mental 
process, the world view, the self view, the is is reinforced, which always takes us to um, um, rebirth and suffering. So ignorance is the cause of is the is the cause of the suffering, the dukkha. Dukkha pariteva dukkha tomanasa upayasa. So if I practice meditation, uh, I become a Buddhist monk and practice meditation and never break through, never get behind the avicca, then, then uh, of course, no matter how many years I spend in the robe being a good monk, I end up still with suffering as a result. Because everything is, is interpreted from that, M- me, mine, my practice, my life. So I was just, uh, you know, investigating Paticca Samuppada as a, as a, as a meditation technique. <coughs> Is uh, I found very uh, kind of helpful reflection to get get behind the avicca rather than operating from avicca all the time but and then <coughs> interpreting experience and even insight even though we have insights the tendency is always to to um, return to the to the memory of the insight i've had the insight into impermanence when I was on the retreat last year or something like this. So the, the self-view and the sense of time is constantly kind of perpetuated. And that, of course, uh, as long as one is stuck in that rut, caught in that illusion, then uh, this, this thing goes on and on and on. Because the conditioned realm, no matter how good you are, or <coughs> as a person, <coughs> And uh, determined and so forth as as a person to to become enlightened, to practice hard or do something, then these are you know admirable goals on the worldly level, but that very uh, mindset, that attitude, I am this person that needs to do something in order to become. I need to get rid of my defilements, purify myself. Now, it's not that these are wrong, you know, wrong views, but but they are views, and the the self-view, the the sense of me and mine, is uh, operates from ignorance until we until we um, see through the ignorance and that can only be done with awareness, mindfulness. Because you can't, you can't uh, operate, you know, try to get rid of ignorance as some kind of personal effort. Trying to uh, conquer ignorance. That 
increases the sense of I am somebody ignorant that needs to uh, get rid of it. So at this moment, you know, if you if you um, just trust in the awareness of in this moment, the sense of I am uh, this person. And I've got to, uh, and then the, the, when we think of I am, say, I am Arjan Sameto, and then the, with that as my basis for practice, then I think Arjan Sameto, it, it, it triggers off all the memories, the, the sense of myself, my position, my fears, my emotional habits, my inclinations, preferences, prejudices what I think about myself as a person, as a personality. <clears throat> but if I start from awareness rather than I am, because I am is a construction we make, and it's a thought, and it's an assumption. I am the, this body, this I am the five khandas, I these are mine, I am like this. So that's why uh, awareness is the only possible uh, way out of that, of, of not creating myself, not annihilating myself, I'm not committing suicide or denying anything, but just not doing anything, not creating from that view of I am. So that's why uh, to recognize awareness is just this much. It's, it's before the thought I am arises. Before the assumption that I've got to practice. Where if the, the, the composing the mind, bringing attention to the present. It's just being present. It's the state of being. It's not a construction of, of becoming. It's like opening, noticing, paying attention. So in the Paticca Samuppada, the, the um, <coughs> ignorance of Bhajya Sankara, Sankara Bhajya Vinyanang, Vinyana consciousness. So, so if 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 I start out a vicha, I'm Majan Samedo practicing meditation, then that affects uh, the the body mind. And then, co of course, consciousness. Name and form, the sense, uh, the six senses, and, the, and that which contacts, and the feeling that arises, and the desires that come from the, the feeling, and then the becoming, uh, and then the result of becoming is the 
suffering or dukkha. So the like the um, process of dhanha uh, upatana power, this uh, desire, attachment, and then becoming. This is, you know, this isn't on the, the on a theory. Uh, this isn't meant to be a theory. It is not a Buddhist theory, Samuppada. It's actually. Um, Reflection on the way it is. So, so like Vedana, Dana, Upadana, this uh, feeling of pleasant feeling, painful feeling, neutral feeling. Dukkha, Vedana, Dukkha, Vedana, Atukha, Matsukha, Vedana. Then, out of ignorance, where the desire arises for, if it's uh, Sukha, Vedana, to hold on to it. Took away to that to get rid of it. A took a matsuka weight, and usually it's not you know, unnoticed. We're usually uh, out of ignorance, conscious through the extremities of weighting You know, we feel alive when there's when we're really happy or really miserable. <coughs> So in uh, modern life, modern life here in the West, isn't it? It's very much to try to find happiness. You know, have exciting, <coughs> extreme excitement. It's interesting that you hear about what's going on in the society—the drug addiction and the, the kind of extremes that that affluent societies use to just increase the amount of of exciting impingement bungee jumping and racing of all kinds, just uh, drugs and drink and <coughs> raves and <coughs> ways that just, you know, totally excite, uh, put excitement into consciousness because that's, that, that makes us feel alive. Excitement is, is like that, isn't it? When, when there's nothing exciting going on, we get bored, get depressed. So in modern society, there's a lot of depression, isn't it? One of the ailments of of affluence. Incredible amount of people getting depressed because it's just, uh, you know, life has no meaning, no purpose. It's, it's just, uh, you know, trying to to uh, boost it up, make it make it interesting and exciting, romantic, adventurous. And then we can't do that. Then, it, then it, when our life isn't going to to an extreme, then we sink into depression. Life is pointless. I'm no good. There's no meaning to anything. Everybody's greedy. I can't do it. So all this comes out of avicca. And then, as we as we cling to the desires to dunha, then then we become we become like that. Whatever we cling to, we become what we cling to. So notice, it's not like 
being reborn in, into another body, such as physical reincarnation, but this, uh, the rebirth process is, is like a mental one. So if you cling to happiness, then you become happy. You cling to negativity, you become negative. You cling to, to uh, a view about yourself, you know, your self-worth, then you become like that, whatever that view might be. <coughs> so it's quite obvious, isn't it? Ubadana, dana ubadana, pawa, chati, rebirth, charamarana, sokapariteva, upayasa. So the, the whole process of grief, lamentation, sorrow, and despair. <coughs> So that uh, by reflecting on this, you know, I, I started with uh, just Danha uh, Ubadana. I just took that much and explored and contemplated like the three kinds of desires, Kama uh, Dana, Pawa Dana, Vipo Dana, and then really investigated Danha as experience, you know, felt it, wanted to, to really be fully conscious, no desire, know it like become an expert on desire, not through attaching to it and, and following desires, but by really looking at it, because desire is something that arises in consciousness. It's not ultimate reality. So, like the, the just a sense desire, pleasure for senses, I found that quite quite obvious. You know, just you know, I used flowers for example, of just uh, you know something quite beautiful, naturally beautiful. It didn't uh, you know arouse any strong desires, but was very attractive because you know in nature flowers are. Uh, very, they're just very beautiful to see. So just to, you know, noticing that, that looking at beauty, uh, there's a natural attraction. One wants to linger, isn't it? When one sees be something beautiful, one feels attracted. That attraction, noticing the way that, that a beautiful object and the feeling of attraction Attraction means you want to go toward it. You want to linger and stay with that which is beautiful. And when, when one time it was in contemplating ugliness, like when there was a dead animal one time on outside my kuti, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, that was in the state of decay. And I'd use that, just looking at this, you know, at this decaying uh, creature. And felt repelled, you know, like the smell, the, the appearance was repulsive. Just being aware of this, of this sense of wanting to move our way, wanting to, to get rid of it, not wanting to linger and stay with it. <coughs> so... This awareness is putting into practice, you know, the power of the 
the beautiful, just to say sight, something quite simple. We're very, you know, we, we like to look at things. Eye consciousness is very strong with the human, most human beings. So the beautiful is like this, the attraction, the ugly. Look at, at uh, your own excrement. You know, just looking at at one's own excrement is is not one is feels quite repelled by it. So you don't feel attracted to go to it. You feel the opposite, and just that awareness of that of how that is. That's just natural. That's nature. That's the way it is on the conditioned plane. It's not personal even. It's not like. I should be attracted to and, and be able to uh, enjoy looking at my own excrement. That's, that's an idea. <laughs> but on, you know, just on the natural level, it's a, of, of just how things operate, of just using the most obvious objects to explore Vedana, Sukha Vedana, Tukha Vedana. And the desire of you know, of the beautiful, the beautiful creates a desire to have it, and the and the uh, consciousness of the repulsive means to get rid of it, get away from it. So desire, you know, on a sensual level, it's through the sight, sound, smell, taste. Like uh, smell is a good one. How the the uh, really uh, stinking odors and that. One wants to just get away as quickly as possible. So this is these are this natural conditioning. This is not a personal problem. It is what the way it is. But the awareness of it is is what is the way to to understand and and not just be caught in that in the power of attraction and aversion. Otherwise, we we're just uh, stuck with that, you know. We're just caught helplessly in the in in desire in the desire realm, always trying to hold on to the beautiful, get rid of the ugly. You know, if there's no way out of that, if we're just you know we're just helpless victims of the conditioned realm that we're in, then. Uh, then there'd be no Buddha. There'd be no point in meditating. It's just into controlling things and trying to to keep out the ugly and surround yourself with the beautiful. And we know the result of that. You know, it, uh, modern life, the environmental problems and the that we face now is attempt human uh, out of ignorance, humanity's attempt to control environment. So we have. Uh, what we like as much as possible, and trying to to uh, forbid or deny or get rid of or exterminate and destroy what we don't like, what we don't want. So it's really, you know, I found this very revealing to me because even though it's obvious in itself, it's it's not noticed, you know, until you you start. Uh, 
developing vipassana meditation, you don't really notice this. You, it's just the way everybody reacts and the the way we experience life. There's no no question. I am this person. I am. Th- this is my body. These are my things. This is my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings. Everything's interpreted from the personality. So then we have neurotic personalities because we, we our self-image is created through experience. You know, our self-worth, sense of our, you know, whether we're attractive or unattractive or lovable or not lovable or good or bad or acceptable or not. There's so many influences on us, you know, from childhood, from infancy up to the present of being appreciated, being uh, rejected, being successful, being a failure. So the reflection on Vedana, Dhanha, Upadana and Pawan. So if, if I don't understand Dhanha, desire, then then I'm always becoming. There's always this process of trying to become something, trying to get rid of of the ugly things, the bad thoughts, the the uh, the ugly uh, things around me or the unwanted conditions. And trying to hold on, trying to, to keep and 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 clutch desperately, cling desperately to what I, what I like, what I want, what I feel secure with. So they're like the control freak syndrome. I've got to be in control. Otherwise, if I lose control, then everything's going to go wrong. So in the uh, sequence of Paticca Samupada, you know, this, this, uh, this gives us a chance to really look at the kind of the, the minutiae of, of experience. You know, so you're kind of taking, you know, taking what is dhanha then, really? You know, not to, you know, you know it means desire, translated as desire in English, but in terms of uh, experience, what is it? And what is it that can look at dunha? If I'm, if I'm, if desire is me, then how can how can one desire look at another desire? You know, if, if my true nature, if I'm, if I'm really desire is my true nature, how could I ever get beyond it? I'm just one one desire replacing another. But if you with awareness. Sati Sampatanya, you're actually looking at Dhanha as an object, as an Aramana. And so in the Second Noble Truth, that Gama Dhanha, Pawa Dhanha, Vipava Dhanha, Bhava Dhanha in, in this uh, sense. What is that? And they say it was beca- desire to become. And uh, and so in in the English translation, 
But then I see, well, you know, I used to, well, that's, you know, I want to become some, I want to become enlightened. I want to become better. I want to become an arahant. I want to become... <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's, I could see so much of bhavadana in my practice. Why I was, you know, why I'd, all the effort I put into meditation practice. Why it would take me to suffering. Uh, why the result of it, you know, would would end up with with dukkha, because the it was based on avicca, the sense of me practicing, and and the desire to become, and th- the desire is a good desire. It's not desire is necessarily bad, you know, on the value. There's good desires, desires to become somebody good, and then desire to to rob a bank or commit murder, <laughs> bad desires, <laughs> but, but uh, uh, it's not a matter of good and bad, but but being able to to really recognize no desire, dunha is dunha. And in the clinging to it, the upadana, so, so the uh, clinging or attachment. So attachment is is like identity, you know, the desire to become, and and it's a you know, desire to become free from ignorance is very noble, you know, it's a, it's a altruistic, it's it's beautiful. But attachment to that desire, then one becomes somebody who's trying to become and so and, and it operates out of avicca so then the just noticing this 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 kind of pushiness of my mind this desire of always trying to get something achieve something and then the the kind of disappointment when i don't get when I don't get what I've put so much effort into trying to get, or I get it, I get some kind of good result, but then I lose it. Anything I get, I lose. So if, I, if I'm trying to get enlightenment, then I, I practice hard and mind's clear and bright, and, and I feel I've attained enlightenment, and I'm also going to lose it. Because uh, if, if the ignorance of each is still the motivating force, the modus operandi, then uh, the result will always be dukkha. So like taking a paticca samupada just from the, you know, from avi- the, the beginning point of avicca, to the very end, avicca is the cause of of suffering. Avicca bhajaya sokapaite vatuka tomanasa upayasa dukkha. And then just being able to connect those two, as long as there's avicca, it's going to the result. Everything I do, my life will always end up with dukkha as the result. And not to just 
philosophize about that, but just notice that that that, that operating from the self view unquestioning you know un not investigating not breaking through the illusion of self then is the how could it be otherwise because the the whole programming the conditioning is is a process based on ignorance and as long as there's ignorance there's going to be one is always going to be dukkha uh, feel experience dukkha as a result because identity with the five khandhas is uh, you know the identity with something that's really not me and mine anyway that is subject to so many influences in the universe is a sensitive form and is in the process of change and it's getting old old age sickness death and so the the dukkha the fear of death the fear of of uh, not getting the fear of failure fear of suffering so pawadanha then to be seen you know this, this i i when i started really looking observing the the uh, this in when i in my mind the desire to become the kind of is a kind of pushiness of the mind ambition or striving longing kind of willful doing of things in order to become the the achievement uh desire to achieve and attain you know and, and you don't know how many monks i've known who've who've you know spent a lot of time meditating and then always trying to attain like the jhanas and say how is how is your pregnancy well you know i, I don't have the jhanas yet and i uh, and they, they they've you know operated from from ideas of of you know having to get something achieve something even insight becomes some kind of personal endeavor to get the insight have you had any insight yet <coughs> so the the basic problem has never been really addressed and never been recognized vipavadanha the desire to to get rid of things and this uh, this this i found as i said before was very much um, you know this was this was really a powerful insight to really see how much of my life had been in this trying to to ignore resist run away from get rid of what i don't like in myself or around me so so much so much uh, this this desire to get rid of to annihilate or just ignore don't want to know tell me everything is okay i don't want to know that there's any problem or anything wrong <coughs> 
So noticing this in, in, as, as the desire to, to get rid of. Like the, the uh, story of Gwendolyn, what are you to me? The obsession with this stupid thought and then the desire to get rid of it. That's what poor Dunha. I can't be bothered with this stupid thought. This is, uh, this is uh, silly. It's interfering with my, I want to, you know, I want to develop important uh, insights into Dhamma, not, not be stuck every time I sit down and cross my legs and, and then this stupid thought arises. I want to get rid of it. And this desire to get rid of, you know, what I began to notice, you know, observe through awareness, then Whippa Wadanha became, I could see it in that context, it's a desire to get rid of something I don't want, I don't like. It's like this, this feeling of, I don't want this, I don't like this, it's like this. And then clinging to that desire, Whippa Wadanha, I become someone who's, oh, who's trying to get rid of things. Which takes me to, I become, I get reborn as this person who's, who's desperately trying to get rid of what I don't want. And then the result of that bhava, jati, rebirth, and then the result, that birth, is dukkha. Now this is what, what I mean by exploring this, not in terms of the, the, the three life theory, the, in the Word of the Buddha book that we used in the Dhamma class, you know, that they explain it very much in the three life theory, which is more like a theory. It, you know, it doesn't... It, uh, it's about three lives, past life, present, and future. Rebirth is something that happens in the future. Where, to me, that, that's, that's interesting. There's nothing wrong with that. But then in terms of practice, you know, of the here and now practice, Pachubana Dhamma, it, a theory is not what I, you know, is not very useful because it's all speculative about previous lives and, the fu and, the, and what will happen in the future. It's about here and now. And then ignorance, avicca, if I assume that I am m ignorant person, that my big problem is with avicca, that I'm an ignorant person, then because I was born uh, in this, in, this, in this incarnation, uh, born in ignorance, vicha, and so then maybe I practice in order to become, make enough barami for the next life. So maybe the vicha won't be so thick, or I might have a better rebirth. Well then the, you know, the, the speculation about the future, about future life, future rebirth, future reincarnation. But when you look at Paticca Samuppada as simultaneous arising, that's more, I found much more a meditative approach. It's an intuitive approach. 
because then it works. You can really, this teaching, the teacher Samuppada, then is a really interesting one. Because it, it emphasizes these different, you know, these, these, these subtle movements, uh, you know, of, of experience. Just like Dhanha Ubadana. You really look at what is, what, you know, you, you notice your awareness of Dhanha. If I'm Dhanha, then how could I be aware of it? You know, so you know, obviously Dhanha is not self. So Dhanha is something, you know, is an aramana that arises and ceases. So then in the in the exploring Dhanha, Bhava Dhanha, Vipava Dhanha, Gama Dhanha, then we begin to get you just observe this this kind of what I call a kind of pushiness, you know, the the movement of energy for something or to get rid of something. There's nothing wrong with it, is it? It's not I'm anti dana, trying to destroy dana, but to recognize, know it. Because this is what we can actually do. The realm, sense realm, is a desire realm. Its nature is like this. You know, your body, human body with eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body itself, the conditioning of the mind, all based on dunha. So, I mean, dunha, this realm is, is like this, the sense realm. Happiness means sensitive. The sensitivity means sukha vedana, tukha vedana, tukha matsukha vedana. So the recognizing of this realm, but that which is recognizing this realm, the ability to, to pay attention, to be aware, to allow this realm to be seen in consciousness, not no longer attached to, no longer identified with the realm, but learning from this realm within this, the conditions of the body-mind, that we experience here and now. So, Danha Upadhana Bhava. As soon as I, if uh, anger arises, I feel somebody says something that I don't like, if anger arises, I'm heedless, I, I grasp the anger, I become. I'm, I'm in the becoming process and I'm reborn as an angry person. Ajahn Sumedho in anger mode. It's a rebirth, isn't it? I'm not, you know, Ajahn Sumedho isn't, isn't always angry. When the conditions arise, and somebody says something uh, that offends my personal, offends me personally, and then the conditions for anger there, anger rises. I grasp the anger, then I become angry, reborn as an angry person, and then the result of that is dukkha. Because I'm just caught in the trap, you know, and just trying to... Uh, I don't see it. So it, it, the, the avicca has not been... 
been lifted. It merely perpetuates the same thing. I make the, the same ha I make the same mistakes over and over again. Or greed, lust arises, or, or despair, or fear, any of them, jealousy, envy, any of these emotional states, then I, I'm reborn as that. So these are the rebirths, the pawachati in the, in the Paticca Samupada process. So as long as there's ignorance, I, I'm just a helpless victim of my conditioning. You know, just, what can you do? I'm like this. I get upset over this. I want this. I don't like that. I'm like this. It's due to my, because I wasn't breastfed when I was a baby. <laughs> Go to a psychiatrist or something, get some antidepressants. So that's why in the encouraging this uh, use of Paticca Samupada, the, uh, there's a book by Prapayuto that I quite like, even though there has been great criticism of this book. <laughs> uh, I think it's very good, really, the best that, that we have in English, anyway. Because it uh, is, uh, you know, he actually explores this, this way of simultaneous arising. And to me, you know, I'm speaking from experience, it's not a theory, it's simultaneous arising and, and in the moment. It's, it's not uh, something that, you know, the theory that I, I like better than the other one. It's, I've actually used it, you know. It's like something you can use as a tool for awareness and insight. It's, uh, and and you know this the the I did this quite a few years ago. Just explored till I really understood the Paticca Samuppada through insight, not through through intellectual definitions of it. Because actually, when I first came across it, I, uh, I thought, "Oh God, it's so complicated." You know, how does that how does that sequence make any sense? You know. To a Western conditioned mind of Vicha Bhajya Sankara, Sankara Bhajya Vinyanang, God, so how does how does one thing connect to the other? You know, it couldn't really. It just seemed like uh, uh, so complicated a teaching. I couldn't see how Buddha used. You know, was enlightened through contemplating, but teaches Samuppada seemed like such a proliferating, complicated teaching. And then the way it was presented in Word of the Buddha was not helpful either. But, but the, uh, you know, it remained, I just put it off as a kind of interesting Buddhist theory. But in, uh, through the, you know, Buddha Dasa did, you know, did a lot of reflection on the Paticca Samuppada, and I always had a great love for Buddha Dasa. So, I, and they, they printed one of Buddha Dasa's books, 
years ago, uh, translated into English on Paticca Samu Pada. Wasn't very good, actually. <laughs> Not as good as, as Papayuto's. But the, uh, but it was at least something, you know. It, it, I found, you know, you take what what's available. So I used that, and then explored it through meditation, through reflection. So pasa vedana, just noticing the the contact through the through the senses and the vedana that arises. You know, the more you you trust in the awareness, you know that is your your that's what the refuge is in the awareness. Then they then one can put these into the perspective of of aramana. Pasa Vedana, of where this they are experimenting with eye consciousness. Sound, uh, smell, taste, and touch. Then the, the awareness is, you know, is is our ability to to look at, to to observe from this puto, this uh, this position of awareness, which is not avicca anymore. Awareness isn't avicca; doesn't come from ignorance. If I think I'm aware, then that can be ignorance. You know, I'm a very aware monk. Awareness is me. That could be very ignorant. <laughs> and I'm more aware than you are. <laughs> or I'm not aware very much. Uh, you know, these come out of, out of the sense of self. But uh, the reality of awareness isn't personal. I can't claim it and say, I am aware. As, a, as, you know, as, as some kind of personal quality or, or attainment natural state. So awareness isn't isn't a vicha, you know, but if if there's not awareness then I fall back into the avicha mode. I am this person, I am like this, my feelings, my thoughts. I should, I shouldn't be. And then that whole scenario ends up as dukkha, you know, like self-hatred or, or just depression. As you get older too, you know, you do, they kind of, when you're young you do have ambitions and goals to reach and challenges and, and so you can get kind of uh, dazzled by those opportunities. I remember when I was 20 years old how the world was just my oyster. You know, there seemed so many possibilities for an exciting life, ambition, achievement, attainment, and and um, it all seemed so interesting, compelling, and fascinating. By the time I was twenty in uh, twenty eight, twenty nine, <laughs> I was. Uh, Terribly disappointed. 
and it wasn't, you know, I didn't get what I wanted. <clears throat> and then, then all the struggles and achievements and attainments and experiences were, you know, somehow, and even when I got what I wanted, I could, you know, couldn't. Then I wanted something else, you know, I couldn't, it was just one thing would go on to the next. There's no end to it, no relief from it in that way. So then the, the impulse to become a monk became very strong. <laughs> because I, I couldn't see any other way, you know, there's nothing, nothing worth bothering with, I could see, you know, nothing I wanted to do attain or achieve in the world that you know, had the least pull or attraction. <coughs> so then the uh, living in Southeast Asia at the time the opportunity to become a, a monk was available in Thailand so I did that. Then that put me in a context, in a in a social context, in a society, in a situation where this reflectiveness was was promoted, was encouraged. And like with Lung Po Chao, that was it. that's what I loved about that whole life with him, was it was always a reflection. You know, it was not a institutionalizing, you know, to make me into a Thai monk and, a, and this kind of monk and think like this and act like that. It was, you know, his whole approach was to investigate the Dhamma. So this uh, Paticca Samupada is, is uh, then the, the other, when it's on the Niroda side. When, the, when Avicca, when there's no Avicca, then the whole thing collapses. If there's no Avicca, then there's no Sankhara. That, that is uh, coming from Avicca, is there? There's there is the way things are. There's Sankara's operating according to, you know, Anicca Dukkanata, arising, ceasing. Consciousness, there's still, you know, Vinyana, Namarupa, Salayatana, Pasavedana. The process is, you know, is, is not destroyed, but it's no longer, you know, in the sense of, of uh, you, you suddenly, you know, you're you're a kind of unconscious <coughs> um, nothing. <laughs> if you if if you you know if you break you see you know if you uh, awaken and they're no longer operating from a vicha, but the 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 result of 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 niroda then is liberation. non-suffering. So, you know, really, you know, if you see yourself as an ignorant person that's got to practice in order to be, to break through avicca, then that in itself is another avicca assumption. So what I'm saying is, is get to the source, you know, be the, be the source itself. 
I am an ignorant person, is uh, is a self. Is, I create that thought. You know, you you don't have to tell me I'm an ignorant person. I I can you know I'm very co easily convinced I'm an ignorant person. My personality certainly is not enlightened. I'll tell you. You know, my personality isn't. Uh, is, it is what it is. But it's it's not where enlightenment lies. It's not. It's you know it has its. I have certainly good personal qualities and and not good personal qualities. But even if I just develop the good ones, it's still 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 dukkha as a result. So the the avicca is not something that you have to get rid of, but to to uh, understand. And that's where this. In the Four Noble Truths, the understanding of dukkha. So if I'm not anything, you know, I, I don't start from, from I'm this, I'm uh, Ajahn Sumedho who uh, has a lot of avicca and has to do something to get rid of it. If I, instead of creating that, that thought, that perception, I trust in the awareness of it, you know, so that that which is aware of me thinking I, I am a vicha, that awareness, you know, that's what I'm pointing to. That's where, where liberation lies in, in that awareness, learning to, to recognize and to, to free yourself from, from just uh, the momentum of habit, identifying with what you think you are, what you believe yourself to be. So I don't think, you know, I'm, I don't have a vicha, I'm an enlightened person, and that, that's another vicha again. The whole process of I am is, you know, is, is a created process. You know, it's a it's a habit tendency, and you can be aware of it. You know, this is I, I I used to spend a lot of time just thinking I am, but listening to it and then, and contemplating the awareness of me of me m the thought I am. That awareness isn't I am. That awareness, you know, I create the sense of, of me as a person, but the awareness has no personal quality to it. The condition I create is, feels very much like me, but the awareness of that creation doesn't feel like me. And so it's, uh, it's, it's uh, recognizing this. It's not you can't get, you can't be aware of being aware of it. You can recognize awareness is like this. Then uh, exploring Paticca Samuppada in its, and uh, so these to the, the Patiloma uh, Anuloma, the 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 Bajaya and the Nirodas levels of it are you know, about the second and third noble truths. The second noble truth is the 
the the causes of suffering, the origin of suffering. The the niroda is the cessation of suffering. So if I don't create Ajahn Sumato, then then the this is no tomato created, then there is awareness. I don't I'm not I don't faint into unconsciousness or die. There is awareness. And that, that awareness is intelligent. It's not it's you know, it's not a a dumb, dull state of, you know, that that uh, m- makes me inoperable, but it puts me in this position of puto of being able to witness, observe the way things are. The Buddha knows the Dhamma, the truth of the way it is. So it's uh, like Paticca Samupada is what I really, the insights I had from that were, you know, you really, you keep exploring it and kind of pursuing it till you really understand it, not on the intellectual level, you know, not just trying to figure it out with, with your, you know, through what this monk says, or this teacher says, or what uh, Visuddhimagga says, or this or that, you know, on that level it's that you can get into arguments and and strong views, but, you know, preferences for one interpretation over another. And I'm not interested in in views and opinions about Paticca Samupada, because that's still a vicha, isn't it? you know, my opinion of Paticca Samupada. What I'm doing this morning is just sharing uh, what I've learned from using this. This is a, this is a teaching that's, that's, uh, uh, that the Buddha used, you know, in, the, in, in Scripture. So it does have, you know, it isn't, a, it isn't like um, some commentarial thing or some, somebody's view and opinion. But it, it has, you know, if, if it is for awakening, it can't be, you can't come from an opinion about it. It's something to use in a direct way to explore experience, to understand here and now rather than, than uh, make some, you know, take sides on the, on the theoretical different theories about it. And it does work if you're willing to, to apply it to to uh, practice, to practice the Paticca Samuppada rather than to just think about it and form views about it. So these two, like uh, Four Noble Truths, Paticca Samuppada, these are, these are, you know, the most uh, useful conventions you know, if you if you if you use them, if you don't use them, of course, what can you say? <laughs> and they're not to be seen as just uh, Buddhist uh, doctrine. 
but as you know, useful tools for understanding. This exploration, that uh, style of the Buddha, especially like in the, uh, as we learned it in the Thai forest tradition, this uh, the Satipatthana, all these, these, uh, this style is a development of wisdom. You really understand how the mind works through your own experience, through watching yourself. You know, it's a very, you know, it's very, um, if you really want to understand the cause of suffering. And, and understand why, you know, what self really is and, and ignorance and delusion. Then these, these kind of teachings are, are very helpful for that kind of understanding. And, and it is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's for that kind of exploration. And it's a development of panya, the panya approach, wisdom approach. Because as you really see, you know, what desire is. You know, on a theory, on a personal theory, you know, we should get rid of desires. We shouldn't be attached to anything. We make, we make grand statements like that. If you're a Buddhist, you shouldn't be attached to anything. What does that mean? <laughs> That's another ideal, isn't it? Wouldn't it be wonderful if I wasn't attached to anything? And uh, and if I'm a real sincere Buddhist, I won't be attached to anything. That's an ideal again. <clears throat> it's taking Buddhist, Buddhist teachings and making them into ideals. And that's not, they're not meant to be ideals. They're actually practical uh, tools for investigation. So it's not to, the, you know, t- coming from not the ideal of I shouldn't be attached. But what is attachment? What is desire? What is dana upadana? What is this, you know, avicca? And not not in not to to take the word of somebody else, but to to really trust yourself to to explore this, investigate. So that you know from, you know, the, the through wisdom, you know, this is a jnana dasana, this, this insight, this profound knowing. It's not knowing about Buddhism. It's, it's not the surface, Buddha, surface of, of Buddhism, but it's, it's the very heart, getting to the very heart of Dhamma, where, where we, you know, the, we know this because we know it in a direct way. Like the taste of honey, and the, once you taste it, you know it. So somebody says honey is bitter, and it tastes like uh, McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> and and they say it with great authority. I say no, it isn't sweet because <laughs> I've tasted it. <laughs> I've never tasted it. Then I might think, well, he's an authority. On, you know, he knows all about honey, so I must follow him, believe him. But once you taste it, you know, then you know for yourself. 
So this this uh, four noble truths in Paticca Samuppada is uh, you know getting and tasting it. What is dukkha? What is upadana? Dana upadana. Taste it. You know, get the flavor of it so that you know what it is. It's no longer I shouldn't be attached to anything at all if I'm a good Buddhist. And that that is uh, you know you'll never get anywhere with that. And then you'll only feel guilty about yourself. Because every time, you know, you're, you know, I'm too attached to this, I shouldn't be attached, I, I love my children too much, I shouldn't be attached to my children, I shouldn't be attached. <laughs> you end up, you know, feeling that you somehow, this life I can't do it because I've got too many attachments. And then, then it is, you, you've, just, you've already made up your mind to be ignorant. <coughs> So, so this uh, this awakening, the Buddha said, wake up, pay attention, look at the way it is. Then he gives the helpful the teachings that point to the way it is. They're not to be grasped as as kind of Buddhist doctrines that we believe in. They are for application, for investigation, and they do they work. You know, if you really apply them, use them. If you don't use them, then they remain they remain uh, good teaching still, but they you know they can't uh, force you you know it's up to you to to do it 